Hi, I'm Wendy Means, creator of the Left Pocket Project, which brings you the history of leftists of color one swipe at a time. And this is the Left Pocket Project podcast. So today's episode is going to be very quick, um, and it actually is yesterday's episode because I fell asleep um, before I was able to record it. Yesterday was exhausting. Um, I took care of my daughter all day yesterday. Um, because her school is still uh, closed down because of the COVID scare. And so anyway, um, I'm in a rush to record this one because she is very close to waking up. Like I'm looking at her on the monitor and she's like, I feel like five minutes from waking up and her day starting, which means our day will be starting. So normally my day starts before hers, um, but like I said, I fell asleep and I was just exhausted and kind of just knocked out until now. Um, So let me go ahead and record this. Um, Today's episode is part two of the Teresa Santos Left POC of the Week uh, series and um, or installment, I should say. And it's going to be very quick. It's just a little kind of wrap up of, of what she did and her legacy. Um, and at some point down the line, you know, I would like to revisit this and do a little bit more about her because she has a very, she had, she lived a very, very interesting life. Um, so anyway, I'll get right to it. So when I was in Sao Paulo a few years ago, um, back for one of my annual research trips to Brazil, I had the opportunity to visit an archive um, at the Federal University of São Carlos that had a special collection on Teresa Santos. And they have so many documents from her travels, her life, her career, um, even down to a few notes that she had scribbled on restaurant napkins. You know, um, There were personal letters, there was artwork. Um, and one thing I kept thinking while going through all of these files and objects and learning more about her life was that they just don't make people like they used to, you know? Um, So many people I'm writing about in my research are phenomenal in many ways, and it's almost as if they're heroes who live among us. And yet, they're just regular people who became radically changed from their circumstances. Um, You know, the things they experienced that they lived, the things that they witnessed. And their experiences compelled them to pursue any and all means of enacting change. And Teresa was one such person. I mean, she was really, truly someone who took um, the things that she saw in, in life and was inspired by, compelled by, concerned about, and acted upon them. Um just in terms of her career alone, you know, she was a film and theater actress. She was a playwright. She was a professor. Um, she was an activist in the feminist movement and the black movement. She was an active member in the communist party until the day that she died. Um, and she was someone who was highly engaged in many areas where all three of these movements actually overlapped. And she taught people about African and Afro-Brazilian culture and history through multiple areas in the arts, in academia, in city and state government. Um, And she's someone who truly lived what she believed. 
And sadly, um, you know, in 2012, she died of cancer. Um, and I hope, as I kind of hinted at earlier, I hope to one day uh, get a chance to, you know, in the, in the process of doing less POC, um, I plan to revisit one of her pieces, perhaps a play or an excerpt of it um, that I would translate and then discuss for the Reading Revolution series. Um, so I'll keep you all posted on that if and when that day comes. But it's very, you know, as I said before, it's it's interesting to kind of look back on the lives of these people who really took a lot of risks and on top of that did so much you know I, I think there's an element of my own life and the lives I know that my friends lead where we kind of feel like you know we look back on these people from the past and we just say like are we doing enough are we doing anything by comparison you know they're literally risking life and limb um and while I definitely think and we see this um but there are movements here where people are doing that as well. So not to downplay, um, you know, what, what people are doing in the U.S. and, and what comrades are doing uh, with regard to these struggles. But there's an aspect of, of these things that feels different now, right? Things have gotten progressively worse depending on where you are and what you're talking about. But it seems like the struggle has become significantly um less of a prospect I don't know there's it's kind of a weird feeling I have and I'm, I could be completely wrong and maybe it's just sort of the privilege of hindsight right when you look back on things in certain moments in history um it seems like those moments were so unique and and filled with so many unique people and unique experiences uh but and and I guess even more unique responses to those experiences and those hardships but at the same time, you know, perhaps what was the newspaper of yesterday um, is is the tweet of today, to be honest, is the podcast of today. Um, you know, I think about like exiles, for example, um, from countries who were writing in support of movements going on there. And uh, and and those those moments of writing from exile you know, forming, as I said, forming newspapers, forming magazines, forming cadres of people to fight against dictatorial regimes. Um, and, you know, Teresa Santos is a good example of this, right? Because she literally left her country in exile uh, to live in, in Southern Africa um, during moments of, of violence and repression against Brazilians in her country. But she continued to fight for them abroad as well. Um, and, you know, it's just, it's really, I don't know. I'm, I, I, again, I could be rambling in ways that I'm getting myself into some weird territory, but I think that there's just something different about now versus then. Um, and I'm not sure whether or not I'm just being judgmental because, again, I'm, I'm thinking of things about, you know, I'm thinking of things that happened in the past as opposed to now. Um, but something feels off about responses to state violence now and responses to repression now. There are so many, um, you know, staged rebellions or, 
things that are done just for social media or people with ulterior motives um, for fame, things like that. And sometimes it just feels like things are so empty. Like we're looking at a simulacra of, of what protests and um, subversion could be when we compare what happens now to what happened then and what people did to change things. But again, it could be <laughs> that I'm, because I'm a history buff or I'm a nerd, whatever, and I, I like history and I, I see these things and just am thoroughly impressed by them. Um, you know, I'm sure there are many Teresa Santos's among us. I just don't know it yet. Or they haven't been radicalized yet, and they will at some point later on. And then I'll be looking back on those moments and saying, yeah, that was that was the Teresa Santos of my generation. That was the fill-in-the-blank, you know, revolutionary of my generation. Uh, but time will tell. You know, we'll see. Uh, things are getting to a point in the U.S. where we're going to need, like, long past due for some sort of um, revolutionary change to keep people alive. You know, things are very bad. And I think that, um, you know, we're just so easily satiated by our ability to buy things, our ability to, to find, you know, whatever we want, whenever we want, as I always say. And I'm wondering when is that um, facade, when is that really fake element of our society, especially as the supply chain breaks down and people are, you know, dying on the job and things like that. When is, when is that going to compel people perhaps toward change in a very real way, in a material way? Um, I don't know. Anyway, on that note, I hope everyone has a wonderful day. I will be recording tonight as well, um, for today's actual episode, because as I said, today was this recording is technically Friday's episode, um, but it's already Saturday. And so I hope that you all have a good day. I'll be putting out more soon. And uh, in the meantime, please take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. You know, cherish what you have and whom you have, you know, the people in your lives because they matter. And, um, you know, I know sometimes I come across it's like, sappy or whatever, but I can't help it. Like I'm sincere. I'm not an edgelord. You know, I actually care about people and I care about other people caring about people. You know, I think we have, we need more of that. We need more people caring for one another and supporting one another. And so when I say take care and take care of yourself and your loved ones, I really mean that. <laughs> On that note, bye everyone. Bye.